Whether developing, playing, or simply hosting games on a server, Intel makes it happen. And Intel wants to make sure the biggest innovations in gaming continue to happen on the PC by giving developers a hand with the Intel Game Dev Program. All you have to do is sign up and Intel will provide the resources necessary to help you continue to innovate and make gaming even more amazing. Head on over to the Game Dev Program at software.intel.com gamedev to get started. Again, that URL is software.intel.com gamedev. It's the internet, you're busy, and I forgot to put Mike's camera into the live stream. So I'm going to uh, be doing that. I'm going to be doing that while we're doing this rundown. Suck. Here. Fired. I'm so bad at everything, Mike. It's yeah. the worst. You only had, what, an hour of prep time. An hour of prep time, and this is only like the 53rd time we've done this. Uh, 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 it's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Uh, welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm Jeffrey Grubb, your host. With me is Mike Minotti. Mike's going to vamp for me here for a second. Is that the, the right word? Well, I actually put your video in. What is, van- what, like is vamp- that, what is that weird bad guy from Metal Gear Solid 2 have to do with this? <laughs> Isn't that where that comes from? The, that guy from Metal Gear Solid 2, he used to be very good at like just talking and filling air. No, he's literally a vampire is why he's called vamp. That doesn't sound right to me, it Mike. Sounds, it sounds right because it is right. I am not buying it. Uh, right, your well, face I don't know what big to enough say. now. I don't know what to say. He's a vampire. Um, what are we going to be talking about this week? Are we going to talk about the news? I don't know. Some games. There was a lot. A lot happened in the last week. It was a hell of a week. It was, it was a, it was a bit of a week, games. wasn't it? Actually, let me. Uh, I can hit this button to make your face better. Oh God, now I screwed it up. Ah, oh, this is the worst, Mike. I'm just going to kind of get into it. People want to see the top of your forehead on the live stream for a little bit. You're um, an embarrassment. So. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, get You can get more from me and Mike at Gamespeed.com. Uh, plenty of embarrassment on Gamespeed.com, if, you, or if that's your thing. Uh, if you have something to share with us, email the podcast at gamespluspodcast.venturebeat.com. <laughs> Stop it, Mike. <laughs> if you're watching on Somebody's got to do your job, Jeff. <laughs> Somebody has to get me in frame. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad uh if you're watching on facebook or youtube i apologize if you are uh you could subscribe to the podcast on no i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna fix it you just wait Let's do this for you now. Can subscribe <laughs> apple podcast there you now. go yeah perfect uh google play stitcher blah 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 god damn it um if you like us rate us on apple podcast all right um mike why don't we just kind of jump into some games you've been playing and i'm gonna fix this in like the next 30 seconds and then i'll be able to talk again. oh sounds good jeff let's see how i make his head move when i talk yeah, this is very good. All right, what I haven't really, well, oh, I, I've really just been playing Metroid because you know I, I'm reviewing. It. In fact, the uh, I don't know if I'm lost it, but yeah, I got to finish my review soon, so I'm working on on that. Really, I, I've still just been enjoying it a lot. Uh, it's been, you know, I think I, we talked about it quite a bit last week. Uh, I guess the only thing that like I think is going to be a notch against it is some sort of visual and gameplay repetitiveness. The gameplay repetitiveness is fine, you know. It's a Metroid game, so you're doing a lot of the same kind of things. Um, it is kind of... It's, I think that it's the big artifact from the from the fact that this was based on a Game Boy game. 
is that the whole thing kind of looks the same. Like, you go to these different areas, you're kind of progressing, and it, it, it all basically still just looks like caves. Like, cool alien caves. It's very Metroid-y, but it's kind of just like that one Metroid notes the entire time. I, my understanding, though, is that they, they've updated so much of this game that does that feel kind of like they left this part behind? Well, I, I don't mean necessarily in terms of, like... Like, in fact, I was actually watching a Metroid 2 speedrun today to try to get an idea of just how different this is. Because I never played a lot of Metroid 2 back in the day. And it's very different. It's, it's, it's very ground up. But I think just still the concept, right, that you're in this one alien planet and you're kind of just going through the core. Like, I, I think that's why it's like there's not like the ice area of this planet or like, you know, like the area with the, the, the trees. You know, it's all pretty much caves. And, like, all the caves will sometimes have a lava pool or, like, an acid pool. But, like, those are distributed evenly even, if that right. makes any sense. No, yeah, it, it, it does. Um, but, but I mean, otherwise, everything else is kind of, like, this is the Metroid 2 to play. Like, I mean, I, I, oh, I always wanted to try that. Uh, well, I downloaded it. I have it on my Steam to, like, play on my Steam link downstairs on my TV that another Metroid 2 remake I never really booted up for real. See, I'm, I'm really not thinking. I really haven't been thinking about this in terms of like, oh, this is a remake of an older game. It, it right. just feels like a new Metroid game. Yeah, because I mean, if it fills in like a new, it's a new game to you as far as you're concerned. Right? Well, it's not even just that. I think I think even even people who played Metroid 2, it's it, there's so much about it that is different. It looks modern, right? It, it doesn't just look modern. Like, Zero Mission was one thing, right? Because they basically made it look like Metroid Fusion. Like, this is, like, a completely new look for the series. There's completely new things in here, like the 360 aiming uh, and some of the counter stuff. A lot of these abilities they added in, uh, like, like um, you know, instead of finding map stations, you like you can kind of, like, use do, like, this map pulse, and it sort of fills in the map in, like, the area around you. Uh, like just yeah, there's like there's stuff like that. Right? There's all these new things happening. So I'm not really thinking about this as like oh they they remade some old game. I that's cool. I, that makes me actually kind of want to uh, actually still play another Metroid Two remake. Yeah, I think that's what's kind of nice about this. that. Yeah, right. Because I think it'll pro it probably will stand on its own. Um, and yeah, like it's like I really do want to see somebody try to one to one because like I'm looking at it and I'm still like this. I don't know how much you actually took from this, but I don't think it's like because you see some things. You're ultimately still going through this planet, killing forty Metroids, right? Right. But so much of it is is different. I mean, there's so many more abilities, even and things like that. Uh, that's I, I think one to one. I, I I feel like again, I'm not based this off like some scientific proof. I feel like it's much more of a remake than Zero Mission was to the first Metroid, which was. Not like one to one, but you know, like its whole thing was to get added that bit at the end, right? And right. kind of made everything else super Metroidified. This seems a bit more of a rework than that. Reimagining, sure. inspired by Metroid Two. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm I'm uh, definitely looking for my 3ds charger so I can be ready to play that. Uh, I wish I could find it, be more ready. It comes out. How did you so lose it? I have, I have no idea. I'm a bad person, is what I think it is. Yeah. Uh, it comes out the 15th, right? So I believe still a couple so. of days. Yeah, so not 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 too long now. Um, the, you, here's my question: Do you think this is your last 3DS game? Yeah. Well, yeah hey, I oh, 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 there's that Luke Mario Luigi remake for 3DS. I I, I know. I, I if that was on Switch, that would be a no brainer for me. I absolutely would play that, but I don't think I'm going to get the 3DS out for uh for that. I think I might still. I haven't played that in so long. Well, and no, no Pokemon. It's a good uh, game. 
Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon love for no, you? No, no. I, I want to. Yeah. If I'm going to build up some uh, Pokemon tolerance, it's got to. I'm going to pay that forward to the Switch version, if anything. I think that's so smart. Yeah. That's... So I'm just going. I'm going to hold back and just try to actually get that. Uh, wonder, the juice is flowing for that series again. It'll be interesting to see if that actually has any kind of impact on the sales for these games. If like these two games maybe don't sell as ridiculously well as some of the other Pokemon games, it's going to sell yeah. well, right? But it's probably not going to sell as well as last year's for sure. Right, the one that came on the heels of Pokemon Go. Right, yeah, that's why. Yeah, Sun and Moon had a big yeah. kind of right place, right time for that one. For sure, uh, they'll still sell well. You're right. Um, I, I just I've been kind of still working through Mario plus Rabbids. I uh, I really like that Halloween world, the three, the yeah. world three. And it was really, it's really beautiful. It's uh, I'm, it's getting me in the mood for fall. I was already like going to the grocery store and seeing the oh, pumpkin fall, shit all man. sitting out. Me oh, too. It's yeah. my favorite, my favorite time of year. Um, like just everything good happens, like start, especially starting in October. It's like, uh, uh See, I like fall and Christmas a lot. So like, yeah, everything yeah. about like, yes, yes, here we are. Let's get it going. That makes yeah. Me let's happy. start. Exactly. I, I, I agree. And then, uh, so, and the game does a really good job of, of, uh, of bringing that kind of stuff to life with like the pumpkins and stuff and jack-o'-lanterns or whatever. I, I, I thought that was very cool. Um, it, it's also still kind of growing on me in terms of like, I'm, I think it's better and better every level I play, like every level inside of these worlds. It's just, yeah, it's getting more and more, more complex and, uh, it's keeping me on my toes and I'm restarting levels like quickly. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I could do this better. I, I, I don't need to, you know, put my characters in this much risk. I, I know I can actually sort of perfect everything. So, yeah, I've I've been really enjoying that. Um, other stuff, uh, I I dabbled with a S- Super Mario sixty four online, which is this, it's this new fan kind of server slash remake of Super Mario sixty four. Uh, it, it's interesting how it works. Essentially, you have to download this client that is six, Super Mario sixty four online, and it just went up on like the uh, YouTube page. It was like, hey, here it is. It's this game where you and your friends can all explore the worlds of Super Mario sixty four together at the same time. Uh, and then it had a link to the, a Google Drive version of the game or of the server client, uh, and that crashed pretty quickly. It like overwhelmed Google's like threshold for the amount of stuff it'll distribute for free. So there was an alternative link, alternative link, and that's still up. And I got it from there, and I started it up, and it's like this is confusing. I'm not sure how to do this, but it turns out you have to still have like an emulator and a uh, ROM of Super Mario 64. So you boot that up. Because like when I downloaded what you told me to download, it didn't seem like it took very long. I'm like, I no, think it's I very just downloaded small. Mario 64. I, I, Mario 64 is still a pretty small game, but it's like, it's a couple megabytes still. You yeah. know, it's our, like something. a couple dozen megabytes. So it's like that. Yeah, that is something. Um, but so anyway, you, once you have that running, uh, you just have to have the server going and then you can either join this or create a server on your computer or join a friends by just putting in their IP address. Um, and then you just have to make sure you load Super Mario 64 in the emulator while it's on the menu or the uh, select screen for like which file you're going to select. And then it says logged in. You hit the game. Uh, you go in there, and once you load in, you see, like, Waluigi. Like, I, that was the character I chose. Like, come out of the pipe instead. And e- each of the characters, like, have, like, different movesets. Like, Waluigi has a double jump. Well, it was kind of like uh, that in the, the DS version, right? Waluigi wasn't in that, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, was Princess Peach in that version? I don't no, think she it was Mario, Wario, Luigi, and Yoshi. Yeah, so I think it, there, there's definitely all of those characters, and I think they're using the characters from the DS version. Uh, but then, the, like Waluigi could can double jump, and uh, Princess Peach could do her Super Mario Brothers two jump and things like that. So it's it's kind of cool. It's neat to like imagine like how this game would work as a cooperative experience. I'm, I want to dabble it. I want to make you play it with me. So that'd be fun. Yeah, let's see if we can make that happen. Been known to uh, like some was, Mario sixty four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty all right game. Um, 
Then uh, the, the other game, uh, GTA Online. It's, uh, I, not a huge GTA Online guy, online guy in the first place, but they uploaded it or updated it with a, a Battlegrounds mode. Um, I, I might have talked about it in previous weeks, but I played a little bit more, and it, it's still kind of hard for me to kind of get into because I am so used to PUBG and the pace of that game. And this is it's much smaller, much it's like you know, twenty four players at a time, and it is also. The, the, you're not, you're, there's no looting phase. You're basically, you're just going straight. You're going to get one gun and you're going to go get a vehicle. Once you have a vehicle, you're just going to want to try to use that vehicle to find the biggest, best, most armored vehicles that you could find. Then once you have that, you and your teammate or teammates, because uh, it's usually like uh, teams of two or at least, but more often than that, it's teams of you know, four to eight. Um, you you want to get those vehicles and just take them over and have make sure someone's in the big gunner seat. Uh, and I, I, I haven't really, I don't think I've ever gotten a kill like while shooting the gun. So I was trying to drive as much as I could. And once I was driving, I was doing a lot better by getting my teammates into position so they could get the gun kills. And that was, that was fun. But also I just, I just can't imagine putting a lot of time into this little diversion in a huge game like GTA five. I, I think I, I wrote about this saying, I, I think one of the reasons that PUBG works is because it is the whole game. Sure. Like you got, you open up the game. This is what you do. And to have it as a diversion, I don't know if, if this battle royale mode that everyone is going to very soon be chasing can work if it's just a side mode in a Tom Clancy game. Yeah, it's just interesting to me that we're starting to see the kind of Me Too's happening here. Yeah, and Gareth of Thought will make sense. I'm, you know, because you can kind of just you know doctor it into what you already have there. Yeah, uh, we're going to see it. I mean, there's definitely companies working on it. Uh, there's already. Uh, rumors were already coming on uh, this weekend saying at least one AAA developer is making theirs right now. So well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's more than one. Uh, it's all coming. And then PUBG, I just want to bring it up again because I am I'm writing the review. Uh, I think it's it's in early access, but I like I'm at a point where I, that doesn't matter to me at all anymore. Well, I, I don't think it matters to most people. It's like right. most, it's the most pop, it's like one of the most popular games right now. Certainly, one of the most talked about games, if not the most talked about game. I mean, they said it's coming out this year, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how committed they are to that. I, they seem like they really want to hit it, but who knows? I mean, if it comes down to them having to launch their final product and they know it's going to be fucked and piss people off. Uh, and it also like prevents them from doing the the price increase, which is what usually accompanies these uh, games going from early access to full retail. Like they go from thirty to forty, or even to sixty dollars. Like like Ark went from thirty to sixty. Um, if they know they can't pull that off, they they'll delay it and they'll just they'll eat the shit for now to get more money later, which which is, which is fine. But either way, people can buy it now. You could spend thirty dollars and get this game, and just because it's called early access doesn't mean it's not a product that people are paying for. I mean, uh, I. I think one of the big things uh, that made me realize like we have to do start doing these kinds of things is Fortnite uh, is in its early access season, which I, I don't know what that means. Season. Yes. That's what they call the it. Season I, of early access. I, I thought it was just an early access. Then I'm like, all right, I need to check this. Let's go see what it says, like at least on the website. And I loaded it up and it's like early access season happening now. And I, okay. All right. What if I uh, you, making you shit up now? I mean, I guess they have been. I mean, yeah. Uh, but it's like it, that's weird because that game is also like in re- at retail in a disc, like in a package, and people can buy it. And I don't think that package says anything about early access season. It's just Fortnite. 
So it's weird. Like the people are buying these games without having that full knowledge of like that they're in some early access period. So it's all meaningless. And the only thing that matters is it, stuff costs money. And is it worth your money? And we could t- tell you whether it is or not, or at least a little bit. Um, that should yeah, be a so pretty I, good barometer, right? If you're charging people for something, it should be uh, open to a uh, critique. I think that's perfect. Yes, I think that's a good a good uh, um, test right there. Um, we're gonna happen happen to the news. We're only gonna do one segment tonight. I think there's a, enough big news stories, and who knows how much we'll talk about any any of this. But uh, uh, we'll just we'll jump into it. And if we don't talk a long time, then it's gonna be a short episode. So. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, the first big story is PewDiePie said a bad word on his stream. And not just a bad word, the like bad the, word. the worst word, the bad word. Uh, this happened over the weekend sometime during one of his streams on YouTube. Um, and it kind of blew up over the day on Sunday. Uh, a video started getting out of it. Uh, he was basically in a in a PUBG match. And he was frustrated, so he yelled out the well. He didn't. Yell, he called a person the N word. Yes, uh, it was just an, another player who went over to shoot his teammate deliberately. So he called. He's like, uh, "What the fuck?" or something like that. Or you fucking. And then, I like hearing you try to say up. what he said. I know exactly. Yeah, it's real fun. This is a real fun <laughs> dance I like to do. Uh, and then, and then he drops the hard end. Uh, and it was it's shocking to see that like that's just how like that's going to come out of his face not just because it is so shocking inherently on its own but like how does he not know better at this point right uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know it is it is just just crazy uh i mean he's been kind of laying, he hasn't really said anything about this yet huh he's kind of laying low yeah. you think you think he's coming yeah, how I, do you think he's going to come back you think it's going to be a kind of a defense i kind of make a joke out of it or you think there's going to be some sincerity and some kind of apology it's hard to imagine the latter all, for some reason all of them you think all of it yeah it'll be all of it and that like so yes so that's why it's hard to imagine the latter because like the other stuff will like d- like negate it a bit counter yeah. any since yeah it'll negate any sincerity yeah um yes he's definitely going to try to make a joke I and mean, he already said like very quickly afterward well, uh, on the same stream that he he said it because like he's like oh I sometimes I forget I'm streaming which good. is like okay so if you're not streaming I mean you're, I'm, I'm you're mean immediate all reactions are, all, are never gonna be uh very good right he's just gonna be you're defensive right. uh say things probably wrong things maybe true things yeah. but bad things yeah absolutely I, I I have an example of that I'll bring it up in a second but uh, uh but yeah just in the, that immediate aftermath yeah he said that never good and then he's like um he was worried about his sponsorship money, but yeah. And he said like, no one watching me really cares. And I think that is going to be something that will still be in the video. Even if he does have time to reflect, he's going to say all my real fans know I'm not racist. Mm. And I, to me, it's like, I don't, you don't have to be racist to, uh, really hurt. Like a little, like you have a lot of young fans. uh, Just, if there's a young black kid watching you and he hears you say that, I, I mean, I'm not going to put feelings into a young black kid, but I would imagine at least some of them, it would upset him. And if you can't imagine like that kid watching you, like that, and that, that might say more than actually just using the word, although the word. Yeah, I mean, th- these guys um, will always fall back to their fan base, right? Because a lot of them will always defend them, right? I mean, you know, yep. it, it happened with the, the Nazi thing, the, the ping, the two guys that hold up the, uh, the sign. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Jim Sterling. Like, how does that guy still have, I don't know. And and I get it. There's a spotlight on him. You know, as soon as he makes a slip yeah. up, it's going to happen. But it, this is this is like the one slip up you're always told not yeah, to Yeah, and, do, and right? people are saying, oh, he's from Europe. He doesn't have that, the same context we do. And I, I don't buy that anymore. First of all, I, there are Europeans that do know better. A lot of them from Sweden. Uh, there's a lot of... 
like if you like it was a whole thing during the uh, the election. Oh, Sweden's like falling apart. Sweden's like burning down because of immigrants or whatever. And and there's a lot of like anti minority sentiment in Nordic countries right now. He's going to be well aware of the language that happens around that and why it's not acceptable. Uh, and just on top of that, he's an international star whose biggest market by far is the United States. Uh, and his biggest market for sponsorship deals is going to be companies based in the United States that want to appeal to an American audience. If, if he, if, if he doesn't know, then he's a bad business person, first of all, but he knows, I, I don't like, he definitely knows this isn't okay. You're European or not. That's not an excuse. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll also say like, I, I get it. Like, do like blurring out words is something that can happen in the middle of the game, but this was the one that's like, I don't know. I, I've never done it. Like I, I really have never done it. Uh, I, but I, that's not to say I haven't said use like problematic words. Like literally just this last week I was with playing with some friends and I was streaming and I'm like, Oh, let's, uh, let's get in that bitch talking about a river. And I'm like, a ah, gender, a gender slur is probably not something I should be saying. And I don't use it ever against people, which I think it's like a, a, a line for me personally that I'm very harsh about. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have the words that we said when we were younger that we're kind of embarrassed of now. I mean, God, I know, in, when I was in high school, I mean, we were just throwing out, uh, you know, the gay slurs yeah. constantly, just totally. right. And then for a bit, there was like that. Then there was like the everyone was trying to like take it back, like, no, it's actually okay to say it. And was like, yeah. Ah, and then, and then you, and then you just get over it, and you're like, yeah, I guess you're right. And you're like, ah. and you're like all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, and, 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 it's fine. You know, it's fine now. It's really right. It's you know what? So, so, like some people get like upset in this whole like, oh, you can't tell me what not to say. They're just words. You know, it's it's just like the one rule. It's like just the one thing. To just not say a word because it upsets people, or even even if not that, even if you just know you're not allowed to say it because you'll get in trouble. Yeah, even if that's <laughs> your only, th- you know, just, just right. Don't. Yeah, that's like it. it's uh, I, I I can't remember who tweeted it, but it's like there's like two rules. It's like don't say that word, and then don't show your genitals on the stream. And it's like even some places let you show your genitals. Man, I wish he did I, the latter instead. That'd be so. That'd be way better for sure. Exactly. And this is like that's how much worse this is. And everyone, everyone oh, no, knows. Yeah, it, it, it actually, it actually is way easier to come back from that. Oh yeah, so, totally. Yeah, you're allowed because right? people. There's almost something humorous. Yeah, yeah. That ha ha. Your yeah, penis. it's body. Like we're not gonna body shame you. You want to get your penis out? I get it. That that's fine. Like just don't do it in private to like one person over and over. You're doing it to all your fans. Yeah. Um. The other thing that came out of this is um the uh, Firewatch devs, uh, Campo Santo, Sean Vanneman. He said he's going to uh, uh, DMC take down the Firewatch video that has five million views that PewDiePie did. This has uh, stirred up some op, like some different like counter controversy from people who are very opposed to DMC ta- DMCA takedowns. Which, if people don't know, DMCA is the Digital Millennium Co- Copyright Act, which essentially gives a lot of power to copyright owners to go online and say to a platform holder like YouTube. Hey, you have some of the uh, material that I own the right to, and one of your users put it on there. You need to provide an easy way for me to take this down uh, if I want. And so people have done this in the past uh, when they have every right. People put up movies on YouTube. You're not allowed to do that. The movie movie studios say, hey, DMCA DMCA takedown. Give a strike to that person's account. And if if people get three strikes, they're permanently banned off YouTube. You can't make any money on the platform. Um, so what's happening now is with Sean Vanneman threatening this, uh, he's saying essentially, 
I, I don't want our game associated with that. We have to take a stand. Uh, we do own the copyright. We gave people permission to stream and make videos of our stuff, but we're allowed to revoke, revoke that whenever we want. And there's some other people saying, oh, no, you gave that permission once, so you forfeit any right in the future to counter uh, or to make any claims on the copyright that you own. So it, it, to me, the biggest thing is people are making a bigger deal out of this than the what, what PewDiePie said, which I think is a... I don't know, misguided, well, but I can understand I, a little bit why people are upset. I, I think a, a, it's a concern of a lot of his, a lot of other streamers and people of that sure. like, right? Because PewDiePie is kind of, and it, that's, they are kind of upset about that. Like PewDiePie, you know, what the things PewDiePie does. Affects all of them. Or have consequences yes. for them, right? I mean, you know, just the things that happened before, a lot of the ad problems people associate with some of the other PewDiePie controversies, right? They, uh, they all is going down. The apocalypse. Yep. Yeah, and now, you know, this is happening, and that would be the mother of it all, because, you know, the idea is that all these publishers and game makers allow people to make this content, because, and that, that's, that's the key word there, they allow it to happen, even though it is technically a, a violation of this DMCA thing, because it's beneficial to them, you know, it's advertising, it's not like a movie, it's it's a game, people, you know, you can watch somebody play a game and still want to play it and have, like, your own very different experience. Yeah, it's for, you know, most of most time, there's there's the argument with those narrative game stuff, but you know, and and I'm somebody who really likes you know speed runs and let's plays and and, and things like this. But, and it's a really bad time. You know, I get it. I mean, that's still that's still their content. You know, ultimately, if they don't want that, that's their I mean, right. I, I will say that I I think that if this were to go to court, uh, first of all, it's a really bad time uh, because the 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 government we have now, the Supreme Court that we have now, if it like reached that level. Uh, they would definitely find with the copyright holders for sure. Like, there's no doubt about it. There, there's no leeway, and they would probably come down in a very strict and and, and a hardline way that would say, no, the copyright holders have absolute control. So it, there's a lot of danger there. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there has been no court case to determine whether or not what PewDiePie is doing is protected by fair use. I will say that in general, in in general, it does seem like his stuff probably wouldn't be because. Um, fair use is for if you're doing reviews, if you were making criticism and you need to bring up examples. And so you're going to use some footage from the game. Typically what he's, right, he's not crit. He's making, he's making entertainment, which is like it. using a song in a movie and you can't just use any song in a movie you want. You have to pay the license for that. Uh, and th I think I think Campo Santos lawyers would very easily be able to make that case. And that would be uh, very bad to have that precedent like just written down for every company to have the confidence that if they put the money into taking this to court, which they wouldn't really have to do, they just have to so, threaten it. And that would just, that would be that. Right. So it's kind of this like difficult position for now the fire. It's kind of why nobody's really made this kind of taken it this far. It's like this guy's trying to make, you know, a statement or, you know, a conscious decision because as one of his game associate with PewDiePie, but it could have these ramifications where all of a sudden all of the people who make these kind of videos are uh, out of and, luck. And, and, the entire communities, and that's community, what, I think most plays. people, like even most YouTubers, aren't mad at Campo Santo for threatening this. They, I think they do think that they, this is a uh, overstepping, and it's a, maybe D DMCA abuse or something. Which I I don't know. It might. I don't think it is necessarily. It could be, uh, but it's. It, I don't think it is. Yeah, but it, they're mad at PewDiePie. I mean, so, yeah, they're mad at PewDiePie. Uh, obviously, if he just would chill out a bit. I mean, th this stuff's that stuff's going to come to a head at some to. point, someday, yeah. right? Uh, that someday there will be a, a court case. I mean, right now, Twitch, Let's Play, esports, 
all these things have just kind of come up yeah. so fast. Nobody really. I just you, you, YouTubers would be better off like delaying this for a few years to see if they could get a more favorable government yeah. in place before they before they try to test this because they could be in a really deep shit situation if they uh, if this is where the precedent gets set because uh, now is not a good time. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to, to some more fun fun stuff. Uh, South Park: The Fractured Buttholes Difficulty Slider changes the color of your skin. I, I I think that this is a pretty good joke, right? So like the oh, this is incredible. Yeah. This is I, I think funny. it's uh, I think it's pretty good. I, I don't want to give full credit to South Park because they have had some like troubling stuff in the past. They don't always do this uh, this kind of um, uh, racial humor uh, exactly right as far as the the races involved are concerned. But well, sure, but. I get that, but South Park has also been putting itself out there, what, like, 16 episodes yeah. a year for, like, 20 years. You and, know, and not, not every opinion is going to be crystal or even looked back upon favorably as we progress. Yeah, I, right? I just don't want to, uh, I don't want to, like, uh, completely give, I just don't want to be so simple as to say, yeah, this is definitely 100% funny and there's no problems. Like, just, I'll, I'll give an example. Someone could see this and be like, yeah, life's more hard if you're black because bl- black people aren't as good at life or something like that. So there's bad readings well, of it. for sure. sure. But I don't that's think that's not kind of. I don't think that's what they're doing. They, they even kind of say they even said specifically that the game becomes harder not because your combat is harder, your ability is worse. It's the way people interact with you. So I assume it's things like you go into a shop and they're gonna like jack a price up on you, or uh, even just be mean to you because you're a little black kid instead of yep, a little and white I, kid. In a, a white and I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's yeah. pretty cool stuff, and I I have more faith in it than I think some people might that are being critical of it because. Uh, Demian, Demian Lynn is one of the writers on South Park, the, Fra- the Fractured Butthole. See, yeah, we know Damien. He's been, he's one of the guys. Who yeah, exactly. It, so. He was with at BitMob and yeah, we worked with him for a few years and I know that guy is, is pretty on point. Like he, he knows what he's doing. And I, yeah. I mean, he'd at least be involved in those conversations to the point where if he, if it gets past him, I bet, I bet it's the intent there is pretty good. So, uh, I think this is a really good joke. I guess I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still pretty much am a, a big South Park fan right now. I really like the last game. Yeah, I, I get what they're doing I, here. I, I think it's, I think that's, and I think that's totally cool. And I, I think I might be right there with you. I, I well, I'm glad I have your permission. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't want to be like totally like, yeah, this is great, and then find out later that there's like a bunch of people that are like really smart that think it's uh, actually problematic or something. I want to. Re- Jeff, we're smart no, too. No, don't you dare say that. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> smart, anyways. Uh, My opinion's. Better. I uh, I ordered a pizza right before we started this, so we had to delay it. So I had to like just stay by, stand by the door for the come. Yeah, that's great. I have a little mega yeah, man. So I I just think there's plenty of evidence to show I'm not smart. Um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds just hit one million concurrent players on Steam. We knew this was coming. Um, it's <laughs> the first first game to do that. Okay. Only other game to do that is, is Dota 2. It's the first game since Dota 2, and Dota 2 Dota 2 does it pretty regularly. Uh, that's a that's an insane number. It's uh, uh, there's there's reasons it's happening mostly because it's in China and it's hugely popular in China. I think it's kind of this. I wonder if this is the game that is going to make Steam super viable in China because you always hear that there's that that Wii yeah. game service that's uh, from Tencent. Yeah, Tencent. And thing. and it's not on I don't think it's on Wii game uh and I think it's only on Steam which is one of the reasons this game is so huge on Steam because that's the only way you can get it. Um so yeah, I just wonder if this is going to really upset the Chinese market. But China has a pretty strict control on, on what comes in there so they would still be able to step in and maybe change things uh to to benefit Wii game instead. Uh, I, I guess really quick on this, uh, I guess destiny Two hit 1.2 concurrent million or 1.2 million concurrent players uh, around the same time, but that's on Xbox one and PlayStation four at the same time. Sure, it's, so. it's not comparable to what's happening on steam. 
no, it's it's in, it's indicative of a strong start. It is. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, we don't know what uh, we don't and, have current players. This time, people seem to be liking it a lot more than they did with Destiny. 1. Oh yeah, I think that the, doing if nothing else, I think it is a validation that doing the whole like full on reset with Destiny Two had to was happen. Smart. Yeah, it had to happen. Like not not trying to make it like some sort of like. Uh, super expansion or right. carry over your character, right? Like, there's, it's good that they said, "All right, that didn't that didn't go great. Let's just do it again." Right? It doesn't feel like a um a, a bastardization of the ten year game. It feels like this is the best way to do this instead of oh, we're just trying to fleece you for another sixty dollars up front. Um, so yeah, it worked out well for everyone involved, the fans and the publisher and the developer. Games Done Quick raises $227,000 for Hurricane Harvey relief. Um, that was something that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, awesome Games Done Quick was just like, hey, we want to help. We're gonna, we're not going to get a big everyone together. We're just going to do it all online. We're going to stream everybody back to back, put them all up on our channel, and try to raise some money real quick to help out. Worked out. Worked out. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money to raise up for such short notice, such, you know, putting that together real quickly. Kind of having everyone sort of you know dial in yeah. their their streams, um, really cool. I, I got to watch a bit of it, not like not as much as I would watch like the uh, the, the regular uh, events because it was so kind of last second. And they're you know, but uh, good on them. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad they did that. Uh, I think I like those guys. Me too. I think they um they have a lot of power that they use for a lot of good. So this is great to see. Uh, the deal with my, Destiny 2's microtransactions. Uh, I, I have a vague understanding of this. I want to kind of go over a little bit. But Mike, do you have any hands-on experience? Because I'm pretty sure it doesn't even open up until you beat the single-player campaign. No, no, I haven't played so much merch. But I haven't done the Destiny 2-ing that I want to. Right. Um, I don't. I don't understand fully. I do understand. The, I think what a lot of people are upset about is the fact that shaders are a part of this. And shaders and are shaders. the thing that can change the color of your of your gear to make right. them all match it, and stuff. And that's yeah, and they're cool. In Destiny One, these were like rewards or rare drops, mm-hmm. and you could use them as many times as you wanted, which was nice because you know, I mean, if you liked that color scheme, it sucks that as soon as you get new like gear. new gloves, yeah. everything doesn't match anymore. Yeah. Well, now they're one-time use, and so that first off, it's inconvenient, and then the fact that you can get them from these things makes it feel kind of icky. And then on top of that, if you uh like want to like see what another thing looks like on your character. So you equip it and then you go out in the world and like walk around to see what it feels like. That's a use. So you, if you go back to try to put on the one that you liked before, cause you like that better, you're going to have to use it again. So, and that, and they each only have like three uses, I think. And once they're gone, right. Like I, I really did like spend so much time destiny one, like just trying all the different shaders and seeing what looked better. Cause like literally even, even just like, because, like, you know, every helmet would have a different idea of what a primary, secondary color was, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So sometimes one shader would look better on that than on the other. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. So, I mean, I think the, the big reason that this is an issue is, and, and and I'm, like, in the middle of writing a story that's pretty defensive, I guess, of, of microtransactions in games because I think $60 probably isn't enough anymore. Sure. No, so, yeah, we've talked about this before, and I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of, I'm in the middle of writing that story, so I'm like, why does this feel icky to me and some other stuff doesn't as much? And I think it's because it's clearly taking away something that you had that we had before. Right. Players had it. Yeah, if, 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 if we weren't used to it that other way. Sure. And and I get it. You got to put something in your loot boxes. Right. right. But and it has to be cosmetic. And what was kind of the cosmetic thing in Destiny 1 that, you know, it's fine to do. Well, this is it. But if you make just if you make them like full on, I don't know. I don't know if you just make them rarer. And have them let you use them as much as you want. Yeah. Maybe that's a solution. It, it just it, it continues to sort of highlight how half-baked Destiny was originally. Uh, if they 
if they realize this was the best way to do things along the way, it's like at, at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, too late. Like, even if you do come out with a new game, it's too late. You have established the way that, it, this, that yeah. this product works. People still could spend money to try to get those loot boxes to get, the, uh, you know, rare shaders in the last game. Uh, you have to stick with that because if you take something away from people that they're used to and make it work in a way that is less beneficial to them, uh, they are, they're, yeah, they're going to feel pretty burnt. And, and I know Luke Smith came out and defended this in a way that said, uh, you're going to get a lot more shaders later in the game than you would ever imagine. I, I think people still Yeah, but they're, they're still going to be like, what if you had that one shader you want? Well, you don't have it. What are you going right. to farm for shaders? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and I, I think it was uh, Austin Walker on the uh, Waypoint Radio podcast who pointed out, it's like, He's a. This is the guy that ten years ago on the One Up Yours podcast was very, very down on horse armor from from Oblivion or from a uh, Bethesda in Oblivion or whatever it was. And like at the at the beginning of microtransactions, he was one of those guys every week that would like really drop that as a joke. Oh yeah, he would be he would be more mad that and you know I get it. Times change. Oh yeah, for change, real, of course. change, but it is funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it it, funny. It's worth pointing out at least that this is the same guy, uh, and we're at that point where he's got to defend it. And yeah, and it's his job. Yeah, he, he's the director, and he's got to make he's got to. Pay everyone so they can go home and eat food and stuff and he doesn't want to lay anyone off so he needs his microtransactions to work uh it does i it does i would do you do wonder if it gives him some perspective on being so upset about horse armor in the first oh I'm, oh i'm sure he's got a very different opinion opinion on it now at this point that would be a fun thing to, isn't, isn't it cute how innocent horse armor seems now? yes absolutely <laughs> just how uh, harmless it was and yeah Man, I don't know. It was it was nothing. I love how that's one of my favorite things about gaming is how something like that can like become like the start of something, and we always remember that first instant, and it seems like so cute. Yeah, it's so it's, it's small later. It's like literally quaint, like the way. But we all remember it. Yeah, we were so naive. Yeah, man. What what gaming? Yes, gaming is so odd, and that's a perfect example of just how odd it can be. Um, I think uh, finally, Lawbreakers player count drops below fifty people at one time on now, Steam. I I saw this on Red 2. That can't possibly be right. I went, Can it? I went to go look myself. 50? I mean, there's it's it's Steam Charts is the site, and I think it's I don't think anyone's ever said that it's not accurate or it's at least it's at least it's uh consistent if it is inaccurate, where all the games are inaccurate to the same degree. It's at like 250 players usually like at its highest per day. And I just can't like how is that possible? How how can that be? I don't know. I mean I mean I mean, I, that's, I have the game. I graduated with 200 people. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been a few weeks since it came out. And if people are I having mean, trouble getting games. I, I never thought it was going. Long. I never thought it was going to do well. Yeah. Fair, but. I thought we'd get like a couple maybe, thousand players that would play it all the time. Yeah, it is weird, right? Because I guess. I don't uh, yeah, I, I, you always think there must be some people playing these games, but it, it really is just sometimes like just no one comes to the to the show, right? Like kind of happened before Super Monday Night Combat, which was a game that that I actually liked. I think a lot of people don't even realize they made a sequel to Monday Night Combat. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, there was so, there was a lot of, if nothing else, advertisement for this, right? I mean, they yeah. put it out there. I, I mean, I remember they they put it out. That, there. that trailer came out, and one of the tweets that was always promoted on Twitter was uh, Cliffy B saying, "Oh, this is the trailer I'm most proud of in my career." Uh, yeah, that promoted trailer was everywhere. I mean, for every YouTube thing, I'm you know, oh, God, I don't know. I this. I just I I get it. I get that I wasn't too thrilled. I mean, I liked it. It was fine, but it's, I I was never going to put a lot of time in it, just based on the games I was playing right, right now. And I it's just hard to fathom that that is the process everyone went through every single person was like Chris, oh this game is probably okay but i'm not gonna play it at all right 
because nobody nobody was like shitting on this game. I was like, yeah, this is fine. This has got some merit. This is interesting. But then it's just like at the end of the day, man, like what are you going to spend your time on? Is, is it going to be this? It's going to probably be Overwatch or PUBG or Destiny 2 or, or Counter-Strike, you know, or, something. Or even Counter-Strike Quake or Champions. Dota or Quake Champions. Or, God, who knows how well that's going to yeah, do? Yeah, for real. Now, now that at least has some... It is rough though, right, to, to be like, hey, this is new IP. And it almost wasn't new IP. They tried to make Cliffy be the IP. Yeah. And I, I don't think that was going to fly. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you make something. That's like gotta, fly. that's gotta be a, that's gotta, I, if this is true, that's gotta be rough for him. Oh, yeah. For real. I, I, I mean, I, it's not like, again, it's not like he made some awful game. It's like, it's just inexplicable. It's like you, you just, I mean, I, the only explanation is just like there's just too many games. And what do you do in that there's situation? Too many games, there's too many games like this at this time. Yeah. It's just it's bad timing. Uh, right. And it, it, it was kind of like this weird, like, trying to mix some of the hero shooter aspects with more of the arena shooter stuff. And so, I don't know. So, man. here's the thing. Can this have, like, a bounce back if it goes free to play, like, Warframe or something like that? Like, Warframe didn't have a great start, but it was free to play from the beginning. And it's slowly built up over time, and now it has its own like co- like convention. <laughs> it has its own convention yeah, well, that people go to because they're so in love with Warframe. Let's see what let's see what what Battleborn is up to on the Steam charts. We'll see if you can get a, a bounce back from going free to play. I'll tell you what, that probably did hurt it actually, not just being free to play. Yeah, I, I get why they wanted to do the thirty dollars. They saw Overwatch and they're like, we want to let people know that this has value. I guess, and that well, you want all the characters. I guess I just don't know. Well, Battleborn had peak players of 150 according to Steam charts in August. So holy shit! I think in June it went free to play, and it went up to 1,561, then went back down after that. I, I yeah, I I actually I kind of hate this. Like this makes like me sick to my stomach because if someone like Cliffy B, who I think is a decent game designer maker, whatever, uh, can put so many years of his life into making something. And he can miss the mark this hard. What the fuck, man? It is. I mean, that's, it is interesting, right? That's, it seems kind of like how these sort of online games are right now, where they're just very. It, there's a, there's this very wide margin, right? Like, like, where are there double A games on Steam? I, I guess there must be, yeah. but yeah, it really seems like you're either you're hitting big or you're flopping. I mean, there's like things like like Hell Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, or whatever. Those games come out and. They have, they get their audience and they do pretty well and they're they're in the top ten on the sales chart for like a couple weeks, um, things like that. Uh, but if you're an online service game, you're either a winner or you're a loser uh, with like very few in between. And it, like you can work hard, you can be a Warframe, and you could work hard and find that audience that's dedicated and serve them to the point where people keep coming on board and they keep getting bigger and bigger every month. You keep getting bigger, which is what Warframe does. But I I, I don't know. I just um. I think that helps. it is kind of weird. I, I I never really think of I, I'm not used to thinking of things in terms of peak players. I'm just used to sales. So I'm used to numbers and like millions or hundreds of thousands. It, it is weird that when it comes down to it, like at a given time, there's just like, yeah, there could just be hundreds of people playing a game. Yeah. And it's I mean, to, to be fair, this is this is fucking why Microsoft doesn't want to invest in like a lot of games. Like, I think this is why they're so afraid to put a lot of first party development towards big projects because something could miss the mark so hard that it gets 50 players at one time on your service on like, and like for a new game, that's catastrophic and you have to rethink everything. It's either going to be, they're either going to have to abandon the game or completely rework it as a free to play experience and hope that someone comes back. Right. Uh, I don't know. 
So it's I'm strange. Just addicted to looking up games like Braid had had 40 peak players in August. Wow. It's just like, I mean, it's just like an old, it's just weird to me. Like, is that something, you know, Braid came out forever ago, whatever. It's just weird to me that, like, right. I don't know. In my mind, I like when I'm playing a game, like, there's thousands of people doing the same thing as me at any time. Not, yeah. not necessarily. I yeah, guess. not, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there are so many games now, right? Mm, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I, it's just, just on Steam. Yeah, it seems overwhelmed with, with choice. And, I mean, which is, I think, one of the reasons I think a lot of people enjoy something like PUBG. It's like, oh, God, all my friends are just playing this. I could just load this up over and over, and everyone's going to keep playing it, and that's great. I think Destiny 2 is, is, is a similar thing right now where people are like, okay, I don't have to make a choice. I could just go play Destiny 2, and I know most of my core group of friends are going to be playing Destiny, Destiny 2 as well. Um, avoiding that choice is like a huge relief to a lot of people. So, uh, like, who's going to be the person that's going to go to bat for Lawbreakers and try to get their friends to come play lawbreakers and it wasn't going to be me and it wasn't going to be you. Uh, but apparently it was no one. That's just fucking weird. Yeah. All right, Mike, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, I, my pizza did come at the beginning of this podcast. It's probably cold by now. So enjoy gonna, your cold pizza. Yeah, idiot. I'm going to go eat that. Uh, thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us. Mike, why don't you tell everybody where they could find you on the internet? Well, you can always find me at GamesBeat writing and all that stuff there. Uh, my Metroid Samus Returns review should be up pretty soon. Uh, you can also find me at ebpodcast.com. It's where I do the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother, AJ. And at Twitter, I am Tolkoto. That's T-O-L-K-O-T-O. And you guys just got the got on Anchor FM, right, with the podcast? Right. I don't really understand what that means. <laughs> I AJ's tell. taking care of that. Yeah, I can tell yeah, that like, AJ's doing everything. And you're just like, okay. All right. Well, I'll just always taking care of hosting and all that's in editing. I I host that show, which means I I do the intro and outro. Yeah, that's a it's it's pretty funny to see that. I uh I downloaded the app and I'm I'm like, wait, do I have a channel now? And like people are liking my channel. I'm like, I'm not making any content for Anchor FM. I'm not gonna like record a video like or a voice live journal. So I don't really understand it yet, but it's uh it's pretty cool. I like that you guys are doing stuff on there. It's it is cool to get like more than just one thing a week. Um, I I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. You can get me there. I sometimes also make videos on youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. You can get those on that platform. Um, And I think that's going to do it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, watching. And uh, it's pizza time. There you go. Cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga.